When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, I am wearing the same black pair of Under Armour boxers that I was wearing for the show yesterday. It was a good show, so I decided to stick with them, I guess. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio. ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80. We are presented by Progressive. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Coley Harvey. Coley, hey. it's Friday at the Masters. And one live golfer, Brooks Kepka, has been uh, living it up so far at Augusta. Oh, my gosh. Brooks has been on fire. I mean, he's been looking good. The strokes have been strong from him uh, all throughout this tournament. He also benefited from having that uh, that early tee time today as uh, ooh, there, we're starting to see the weather start rolling into Augusta. So that's, that's good for him. But uh, let's see what everybody else can do. Well, round two in progress right now, and Brooks Kepka five under on the day. He is 12 under on the tournament, 65-67. I know he's an American, but especially after the move to live, Coley. Like, did, I'm not sure at Triple Eight, say ESPN, we could find somebody that likes rooting for Brooks Kepka. Like, is there a <laughs> is there a fan base for this guy, or does he just sort of fill it? You know, he's just another guy on tour who's won a bunch of majors. It's the overseas fan base, the the, the live uh, uh, fan base right now that seems to really like him. But um, I mean, if he performs the way that he has uh, to this point, I I think he's going to start swaying some people back in his direction, just because people do love a winner, especially when you are winning a a true PGA major. Um, again, there I know there's a lot of controversy of whether he and some of these other live golfers should be at Augusta right now, but uh, yep. but he's certainly performing. So what is the bigger story? Brooks Kepka being 12 under, or is the person that like might just check in and say, hey, have you watched the Masters? Are they more likely to say, how is Tiger doing, even though he is not super relevant or near the top of the leaderboard. Do people want to know more about Tiger or do they want to know more about who's at the top of the leaderboard? It's all about Tiger Woods. Until the day that he actually steps away officially from golf, it will always be about Tiger Woods, especially at the Masters. I mean, my very first, uh, I won't say very first, but one of my earliest Masters memories was watching him in 97, you know, and, and I've been hooked into this tournament ever since then. So count me among those people that I do want to pay attention I don't know if I want to pay attention to every single swing that he makes right okay. now. Okay, but, okay. But okay. that being said, you know, well, it's well, all let's, about Tiger. Let, let's give some feedback to our Masters producers here coming up in about 10 minutes. We'll talk more about what's going on in the Masters. But this is also, Coley, the last weekend of the NBA regular season. Yeah. And there are some teams that seem to be rounding into form. And then there are some other teams that seem to be more interested in trying to get lottery draft picks than even making the play-in. Let's start with the Suns. Big game is Suns-Lakers tonight. Lakers trying to sneak their way out of the play-in and into the playoffs. And meanwhile, Phoenix Coley has won seven in a row, and it seems like they got KD back and healthy, and they are hitting their stride at the perfect time. It's all about formula. I think that's a thing that, that that really matters this time of year that we don't put enough stock into when we pay attention to basketball. It's chemistry. You, you, when you have players who are banged up at, at 
at certain parts of the season. It's about getting them back right now, and it's about getting the flow of the offense and, and you know, and obviously your defensive uh, uh, pressures as well. At this point of the year, they're going to start resting their guys. I don't think anybody's starting for them tonight in, in their starting five. Um, but that's uh, that's exactly what, uh, what what is taking place. That's why they've been so hot of late, and I'm interested to see how they go into the postseason. So, so give me your sort of – we know the order of the standings. Denver, yeah. it's hard to take seriously. I grew up there, and I love the Nuggets. They're my first <laughs> sports love – but I understand why everyone thinks about them like the Minnesota Vikings of basketball, even though they have the two-time MVP on their team. Uh, Memphis went through all the jaw drama. Sacramento's making the playoffs for the first time in 16 yes. years. I mean, should Phoenix really be the favorites to win the West? I, I guess, Coley, my my DNA of having watched the NBA my whole life says you have to have your team together for more than five minutes yeah. going into the playoffs if you're going to win four playoff rounds. The first round, okay, maybe. But to make a run into June, I think you got to have a little bit more chemistry and knowing each other than just to flip that switch, get KD back two weeks before the playoffs and go. That's why, to me, the team to really watch, and I mean, it's hard to really fathom right now because they're going to be so far down in the seedings, but the Warriors... I mean, this is a team that, yeah, they're starting to kind of get everybody back in the, in the right shape. But, uh, of course, they've been mi- missing Andrew Wiggins for, uh, for the last month or so, and they'll miss him uh, going into the playoffs. But when they get that, that core back, that shell back, you know, we've seen what they've done when they get to the postseason. Last year, they didn't have uh, Steph for so much of, of uh, you know, January, February, and then all of a sudden they go on this run in the postseason, and he's, you know, the greatest uh, player in the league at that point. So yeah. I, I think that that's a team that I'm keeping my eyes on that's kind of, you know, out of the realm of possibility maybe right at this moment. The sure. Suns, of course, you know, the Suns have got to be the, the team that, that is the favorite out of the West. And, um, right. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I want to see that underdog. I want to see the Kings go on a nice little run, man. <laughs> I, I, I would love to see it, too. Let's let's talk about the situation that they're in tonight for a second, because I think it's fascinating. You you mentioned Phoenix is sitting everybody. If you had a ticket to this game, I mean, I guess I'm sorry. KD, Aiton, yeah. Booker, Chris Paul and TJ Warren. I mean, it, it all of those guys are going to be in street clothes tonight with <clears throat> injuries for the Suns. <laughs> um, and meanwhile, the Lakers are in this spot. If they win out, and I assume they're going to win tonight against the Phoenix Suns B squad, although maybe that's a bad assumption. If they win out and the Warriors lose one of their last two, then the Lakers are going to jump up to six and the Warriors hypothetically are going to fall down into the play-in tournament. And the Kings actually have some say in this because they play against Golden State in Sacramento tonight, and if I'm Sacramento, I would much rather face the Lakers than I would the defending champions. Absolutely, because again, you know what the Warriors can do in the postseason. You know what they can do when their backs are up against the wall, so to speak. Um, it's going to be interesting to see exactly how they're able to come out against uh, against the Warriors uh, just because of that. Uh, but the Lakers, you know, that's another team we, we haven't mentioned yet in terms of teams that you have to pay attention to in the West. They're yep. starting to get a little bit hot, too. It, it, and and you, you just really can't count out 
LeBron James, even at 38 years old. You can't this, this is the ESPN in you, Cole. It is, yeah. Hey, uh, it, it, it's also you're, the, the... You're trying to will it into existence <laughs> for topics on Get Up for Perk to scream about and Stephen A to get into on first take. Come on. Hey, Come it, on. It, it, it's They're also... a 500 team all year. Yeah, well, what are they? they've won seven of their last nine games. They're starting to kind of round in the form. And again, who, who, who have little... they beaten? The, the Rockets. Uh, well, and tonight, they're going to try to knock off the Suns without five of their yeah. best players. The last time they played the Suns about a week or two ago, they beat them. You know, they, they've they beaten uh, some other teams that are fighting for a postseason, uh, the Thunder, the Bulls, you know. Uh, granted, again, down on the uh, the uh, standings of things, the seedings of things, but still, you know, teams that are fighting for the postseason. Let, 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 me, let me look into my crystal ball. I'll tell you, <laughs> either LeBron or Davis is going to get hurt in the playoffs and mm-hmm. they're going to lose in like five or six. That is, if they get out of... I guess I'd assume they're going to get out of the play-in tournament um, at this point. We'll talk more in a bit about what's going on in the eastern side of the playoff bracket. Sixers losing a game to the Heat last night. I wouldn't worry about them, but I'll tell you this. The Boston-Miami thing, if that ends up being mm. a first-round series, mm. I know Miami's not afraid of Boston. Now, I don't know that they could beat Boston, but I guarantee you after what happened in the playoffs last year, that series going to seven with Jimmy Butler's three rimming out at the end, um, that they're not afraid of them. So we'll keep tabs, obviously, what's going on there. Meanwhile, you can tune in baseball action tomorrow night. Braves host the Padres. Coverage starts 630 Eastern on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Tiger Woods shoots a two over 74. Today was the opportune time to get the round under par, and I didn't do that today. The thought of Tiger even having that miracle week again, it's so hard to fathom. I think he has to get back to even par, so it means 7,200 par tomorrow. Uh, can he go and do a little bit better than that? We don't have any idea. If I can just kind of hang in there, maybe kind of inch my way back, hopefully it'll, it'll be you know positive towards the end. Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Coley Harvey. So they just blew the horn, and play is suspended at the Masters. If you've ever been, have you been to the Masters before, Coley? I no? never had. I, I'm a Georgia you native. Grew I'm from up Atlanta. In Georgia. But, you know, we got to get you in there. I, 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 I got to get there, man. Yeah, <laughs> I've even worked in Georgia, but it's one thing I, I never did get a chance to cover down. So I went last year for the first and probably only time in my <laughs> life when I think about how much money I spent at the merchandise tent, let alone how much money I spent on the tickets. Um, But one of the worst things that could happen is they blow the horn for weather because each day you have an individual badge for that day and the horn just blew. And if if you have the pass for Friday and I mean, then that means your day got cut way short Um, and then it doesn't necessarily roll over into you having availability to have the pass on the next day. Uh, so it might be that the Saturday pass holders have a better luck or worse luck. It's supposed to rain also tomorrow. I was about to say, it's uh, even worse tomorrow on the radar, so I don't so, think Saturday's going to be good either. You know, so, I mean, I don't want to say Monday finish. Like, nobody wants to think about that at Augusta, but looking at that forecast, this may be the first time in a long time that we have to deal with that. And now it feels like the tournament is going to change here from this moment forward because the course has been playing super soft and easy 
helping Brooks Kepka get to 12 under par through 36 holes. But it's about to get windy and rainy and cold and much more difficult when they can play over the next couple of days. Yeah, I think uh, speaking of the cold, it's going to be like 20 degrees colder uh, tomorrow than it is today down there. So, um, you know, that that's going to add that element, that wind element is going to be a factor. Uh, it, it, the, the greens are just not going to be the same playable greens that we've seen uh, for the last uh, well day and a half or so. And that, that's why... Just going real quick to Tiger Woods again, uh, the fact that he was missing so many potentially makeable putts yesterday, that that's not going to bode uh, too well for him as he uh, tries to see if he can make the cut. But he might right. have to try to make that tomorrow. That's the, the, the suspense is actually, can he make the cut and not really, you know, can he compete or contend? Two other stories I thought were worth touching on. Who is Sam Bennett, you ask? <laughs> Man. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Sam Who, Bennett is a, is a golfer at Texas A&M. Now, he is an amateur, which means he's not a professional golfer, but the history of the Masters, you're from Georgia, so correct me, you know, this is sort of on the fringe of my sports knowledge, <laughs> so correct me if I'm missing any of this. The history of the Masters is Bobby Jones won it as an amateur, and he was the guy that sort of started this whole thing. So every year they let amateurs play. Mm -hmm. And if you remember when they go to Butler Cabin, you know, with Jim Nance and Sir Nick Faldo, and they're giving out the green jacket and going through this really cheesy award ceremony, Mm -hmm. one of the awards goes to the low amateur. They give like this Bobby Jones trophy. Well, no one ever thought that an amateur could actually be competing to win the dang thing. In fact, if Sam Bennett were to win, and right now he's in second place. Yeah, or, <laughs> which could hold or, up because or, of the or, way this is going. You know, <laughs> if he comes up with a top five finish, that's like over a million dollars in prize money. Uh, unfortunately for Sam Bennett, he won't see a dollar of it because he's an amateur and not a professional golfer. So he is ineligible to score prize money in what could be the wildest best week of golf of his whole life. But you know, Aaron, the thing about it is, you're still going to be able to walk away saying, hey, I competed at the Masters. I competed at Augusta. I actually had the, you know, you can put that on your resume and you walk away. And again, the money is nice, man. Oh, my God. Like that, That's a purse that, especially at his age and, and his status as a, as a, as a student. Yeah, um, go back oh to College God. Station with a oh, million God. dollars in your pocket. All of a sudden, those Saturdays in the fall. Oh, you know, they, they but, hit a lot different now, right? <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, but no, man, I, I, I do feel badly for him. I see he's uh, actually on ESPN's coverage now talking to Scott Van Pelt, and I, 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 I would feel badly if that were to take place I mean, because what, what, you got to get paid. He looks like, I mean, total <laughs> deer in the headlights doing this interview. He was much more comfortable playing Amen Corner yeah, <laughs> he, was, right, yeah. he was talking to SVP and Butler Cabin, and he's got to be, I mean, I, I don't know the exact age, but he, what is he, 20, 21 years old? And he's right in the thick of things uh, after 36 holes at Augusta. Uh, The other storyline here, Coley, has been obviously the the difference between the live players and the PGA Mm -hmm. Tour players. And this is the first Masters where we're really dealing with this distinction with the two different leagues and the controversy about the Saudi funding for live and all of that. Um, Phil Mickelson, by the way, is playing his butt off right now. He looks like Skeletor, but he is four under and he's in it. You know, right now, just uh, eight shots back of the great Kepka. So, I mean, I guess that's a story certainly to watch. You know, could Phil come back and get in the mix? But then all the live players are being asked questions mm-hmm. about what it's like to not be on the PGA Tour. And, and, and I feel like be. 
Yeah, and all of these questions I feel like are fair. I feel like they're fair. Sergio Garcia does not feel like they're fair. Take a listen. How normal did it feel coming back here and playing and just concentrating on your game? Totally normal. You guys need to stop it. I mean, you guys are making a big deal out of these, and it's you guys. It's not. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I mean, I've had nothing but great things from every single player that I've talked to. So just please stop it and just talk about the Masters. Sergio, come on. <laughs> First of all, let's be honest. You're not the most well-liked guy on that. You weren't the most well-liked guy on tour to begin with. Yeah. Second of all, it, it I'm sure Rory went up and gave you a big smooshy hug when he saw you. You know, like, that did you, not happen. You, that, that definitely <laughs> did not happen. Then, like, what? Why don't you let the reporters decide what questions are fair and what questions aren't fair, right? And it was a pretty harmless question, you know, yeah. asking about well, what is it like being back, you know, competing here you know competing in a tour event you know not i don't know uh, but you know this has happened in sports this happens in sports all the time where athletes coaches they they don't like what you ask you know i've i've covered my share of teams i've been on beats i've covered the nfl i've covered major league baseball uh, on beats i've covered college football on beats and i've had coaches right. that have uh, given me hard cold stares when i've asked something they didn't like and there've been a couple times where i've gone back and thought ah oh, you know i don't know if i asked that as fairly as i need to all right, so, 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 so paint, so paint, paint the picture, yeah. you know, of is there one of these that stands out in your illustrious? Because oh, you're a real Northwestern University <laughs> journalist, Coley. I mean, you're really you, – I, I am a – Doofy talk show host. You really know what you're doing when it comes to journalism. Um, man, I, I, I don't know if there's one specific that that stands out, but I know that I had a couple of situations specifically when I was in Cincinnati. That's they're jumping out at me when I covered the Bengals, and um, yeah, I, I there were a couple of guys in the locker room at that time who didn't always. They kind of took the Sergio Garcia approach. They just assumed a question was a rough question or a bad question. They didn't want to answer, uh-huh. but it was a totally fair question and inbound. And you know there were uh, there were a couple of times where I get challenged in the locker room. Off- offensive I, guy or defensive guy? Uh, I'm gonna well, have to look back well, at these well, rosters. Or, uh... <laughs> I'm scared to even say now because <laughs> I think no, if I say the side of the ball, on. it'll give it away. Defense. We'll say defense. But okay. um, so what? But, uh, so yeah. what bothered Pac-Man Jones about what you asked? <laughs> uh, well, and, and this is the thing too. Pac-Man and I, uh, you know, we actually have a lot of friends in common. He's also from the Atlanta area, just like I am, and and uh, you know, yeah. he's a little bit older than I am, but we have mutual friends. So it's really funny that there were moments that we were on great terms, and there were days we just weren't. And that that happens. That's that's what being on a beat is. But the sure. thing about it is, as a reporter and as a as an athlete or coach, you just have have to be able to separate no the, question um, you know what's what's not so good and, 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 and what you said about being able to circle back afterwards yeah, and talk. have a private conversation have a private conversation I, I, I've learned just even in this when you criticize somebody or whatever you're never gonna make everybody happy right and that's not your job you right. know to necessarily make everybody happy I hate the people that are in this game to try to make friends with right. a bunch of players you know yeah. I mean I'm not cool enough to be friends with players anyway <laughs> <laughs> um, this is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. He is Coley Harvey. I am Aaron Goldhammer. And our show today is presented in part by FanDuel. Grand slams, no hitters, double plays are back. There is no better place to get in on the MLB action than with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. That's because right now new customers can step up to the plate with a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. All you have to do is go to FanDuel.com slash play to sign up. FanDuel is an official partner of Major League Baseball. 
Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. CJ Stroud being a pro-ready guy, the accuracy and how he moves around in the pocket and works within the pocket and the type of throws he makes, and he has been killing it in the pre-draft process. He came out, his first 20 throws were verticals. It's fine to get a completion in a pro day, yeah. but when almost every single throw is placed perfectly, yeah, that, that, that says something. This young man has to be 1 or 1A. I just don't see how he could be considering both the mental and physical makeup and the physical skills. Well, 20 days from now, the 2023 NFL Draft. This is Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. We're on Sirius XM Channel 80. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Coley Harvey. We are presented by Progressive Insurance, and it is time for us to go out to the hotline where Jordan Reed is standing by. He covers the NFL Draft for ESPN. Jordan, there was a lot of talk yesterday. It sounds like the Panthers have settled on Bryce Young, as the number one pick in the draft, does that surprise you? And what what are you hearing about whether it's going to be Young or Stroud? Um, well, I wouldn't say settled on Bryce Young. I don't think there's going to be a decision made probably until a couple of days before the draft. But I think what we can go ahead and already say is that it comes down to three guys, in my opinion. That's Bryce Young of Alabama, C.J. Stroud of Ohio State, and then Florida's Anthony Richardson. I could see any of those three guys ultimately becoming the number one overall pick, but their strengths and weaknesses to both of those assessments are all three of those guys, I should say. And if you think about it, GM Scott Fitterer was a part of the Seattle Seahawks when they took Russell Wilson in the 2012 NFL draft. Him and Bryce Young have a lot of similarities, but on the opposite end of the spectrum, Frank Reich has never worked with quarterbacks that have been under six foot three inches tall. And he's worked with guys like Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan, Jacoby Brissett. The list goes on and on. These bigger stature guys that he's went on to work with. So I don't think anybody knows except the people in that building. And I don't even think they know as of right now. 
Jordan, what is the this is Coley Harvey, by the way, what is the the differentiator between those three, between CJ Bryce Young and and uh, Anthony Richardson? Because, as you said, we've been hearing that those could be the top three quarterbacks. But what separates them in your eyes? Well, with Bryce, of course, he's the smallest of the three at five foot ten, two hundred and four pounds, which is what he weighed in at at the NFL scouting combine. There's a lot of things that go with Bryce. He has the poise that you're looking for. Nothing really phases him. And I, what I like to say, he plays with the same heartbeat, no matter the situation of the game that he's in. He's very clean with getting through his reads and exhausting progressions. And everything that he does is just already in a professional manner. With CJ, very similar, but just a bigger stature player at 6'3", 215 pounds. With CJ, everything's so polished in his game. And just using a different analogy, a sports analogy, he's like an ace pitcher on a baseball mound. Everything's so fluid. He's really polished. There's nothing that's forced with his throw in motion. Then also we saw the big game that he had against Georgia in the grand finale, which was the final game of his career. And then Anthony Richardson, you just get the top tier of all of those, or both of those guys, I should say. But the one thing that he's lacking, which is a very key piece with playing quarterback, is just the accuracy. But a lot of that, is really nailed down to his footwork. And then he just hasn't had a lot of experience. He's only started 13 games. And just a a stat that I found out about that, there's only been two other quarterbacks in history since 2000, I should say, that have started 13 games or less and then went on to become first-round picks. It's Mark Sanchez and Mitchell Trubisky. So Anthony Richardson is hoping to have a better quarter, uh, hoping to have a better career, excuse me, than those two. Jordan Reed covers the NFL draft for ESPN. You can check out his seven round mock draft is available right now on ESPN.com. So of all the questions other than the number one pick, Jordan, what is the most compelling one to you beyond who the Panthers are taking? It's the Indianapolis Colts without question, just because I think of all the teams within the top 10, The pressure in that building is mounting just because they went through the veteran retreads at quarterback, and I think they have to get this quarterback spot solidified. And we'll see what they do with the number four overall pick. There's a lot of speculation that they could swap picks with Arizona just so they can ensure that they get that third choice, whether it's Anthony Richardson or Will Levis, assuming Bryce Young and also C.J. Stroud go one and two in any order, whichever the Panthers and the Texans decide to do with those first two selections, but it's without question the Indianapolis Colts just because of the pressure to get the quarterback spot solidified. In your uh, latest mock draft uh, that we were just teasing there, uh, you have B. John Robinson, the running back from Texas, going 21st overall. Why Why? Why 21? Why is Why is it so far down that we're seeing a running back getting taken, take, getting taken possibly in this draft? He's probably one of the more interesting players in this draft class just because positional value really comes into the equation. And with running backs, the scouts and evaluators and the executives that you talk to in the league, the devaluation of the position is very evident. There's some teams that still value running backs as first-round players, while there's others that would not even touch a running back in the first round. But with Bijan, he's without question a top-five overall player in this draft class regardless of position. So it's really going to come down to which positions or which teams, I should say, feel as if they can take or they're comfortable with taking running backs in the first round, while there's others that just aren't comfortable, especially in a deep running back class. You can wait until day two or day three to find a starter. Jordan Reed with us, ESPN NFL Draft Analyst. You have Jalen Carter going five 
to the Seahawks. Of course, they got this pick from the Broncos in the Russell Wilson trade. Um, but obviously, he has some off-the-field issues. Then he couldn't get through his workout, according to reports. It is pro day. So how are evaluators viewing Jalen Carter's tape from college versus the other concerns going on with him right now? Yeah, so I was at that Georgia Pro Day, and I saw Jalen Carter do the position of drills and him unable to make it through uh, the totality of, or just, I should say the conclusion to the conclusion of those drills. And he did look out of shape. Um, obviously, he came in weighing much heavier than what he did at the Combine, 323 as opposed to 314, which he weighed in at, at the Combine. But the tape is not the question with him. I think he's the most talented player overall in this draft class ahead of Alabama edge rusher Will Anderson. But it's just the off-the-field things. What exactly am I getting with him? He's got the two misdemeanors cleaned up. Um, they came to a decision with that prior to the draft, which is good for him. But there's still questions about the off-the-field character as far as what exactly that. What am I getting in my building? So he's going to need to go somewhere that has a lot of structure already in place. But I would be really surprised if he gets outside of the top ten. He could go to Seattle at five. He could go to the Detroit Lions at six, the Raiders at seven, or even the Falcons at eight. But my favorite landing spot for him would be the Eagles at number 10 overall just because they already have two of his former teammates already in place with N'Kobe Dean and also Jordan Davis. And then they also have Fletcher Cox, who would be an outstanding mentor for him. To that Eagles D line, and they got hard, uh, uh, made some other moves too. Uh, they are impressive indeed. Over, under, a number of hours you'll sleep during the draft. Jordan is what? Oh, man, whatever the under is, if I was a betting man, I definitely would bet that. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, this is your time of year, Jordan. So keep running things. We yeah. love reading at ESPN.com and seeing your stuff. That's Jordan Reed, ESPN NFL Draft Insider, joining us on ESPN Radio. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you guys for having me. Up next, could the Texans turn this NFL draft completely on its head? We'll explain how. I'm Canty and Carlin. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He is Coley Harvey. This is eight. This is ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Yep, that's me. I'm a pro. 
Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App, Sirius XM Channel 80. Triple H, say ESPN, the number if you want to jump in with us. I am Aaron Goldhammer. I am embarrassed. He is Coley Harvey. <laughs> hey, and, you're a busy man, Aaron. That's all that is. Uh, uh, okay, so here, here's the problem, right? So I do these shows on ESPN Radio, like Canty and Carlin, and then I also live in Cleveland, Ohio, and I host a talk show in Cleveland, Ohio, and I'm used to saying the call letters for one, and I use the call letters for the other, and so I got caught in the middle i was about to say you could hear it i'm about to say 850 espn cleveland <laughs> which is our station in cleveland but then i'm realizing wait <laughs> that was a that's great not, catch that's not the <laughs> so you could hear my thought process as this is going and it's going nowhere good take a listen <laughs> and there was a point at which I just threw in the towel. Like, I know this is a disaster. Just run the damn commercials and call it a day. All you can do is laugh at yourself at that point. That's but, the, all, but like we're, I said, we're all, well. we're all human. We're all human. It's, it's all you can do. So we, we talked about this a little bit with Jordan Reed uh, just a moment ago, Coley, about, you know, who the Carolina Panthers are going to take at number one in the draft. The draft is 20 days away from today. And Chris Mortensen reported yesterday, it certainly feels like the momentum is leaning towards Bryce Young being the number one pick in the draft, which is interesting because I think that's the player that the Texans certainly would prefer at two. And what I'm wondering is if Young does go one, how does that change the options for what would Houston just grab CJ Stroud? Could they not take a quarterback at all at that spot? I, I feel like they need to still take a quarterback. And, you know, we just heard uh, Jordan tell us that in his – that's why I asked him, what are the differentiators between those top three quarterbacks? And he almost said that uh, that Stroud and uh, and Young in so many respects are similar just in terms of decision-making. Um, yeah. Young is probably a little more game-ready, polished-ready. In fact, I, I was at I Alabama – yeah. Uh, earlier this se- or last season, and talking with then offensive coordinator Bill O'Brien, former Texans head coach, of course, uh, and he said he's probably the most uh, polished quarterback he's worked with in a long time. Of course, he worked with Tom Brady. You know, not saying that he's Tom Brady. <laughs> however, right. however, right. this as a young quarterback in college, he he had such a great grasp of the playbook yeah. and of of being able to change plays of the line that you don't always see players uh, at at his age uh, be able to do. You know, the other interesting one here is like the Bears originally had this pick. And I, I think that if the Panthers thought that they could get away with having their guy and if their that guy was Stroud later on, they wouldn't have traded all the way up to one. To me, the guy it smells like they'd want at one is young because they'd have to know that the Texans we're probably going to take him at number two. Here's how I see the difference between the two players. I think that Bryce Young is more pro-ready, and I expect him to be the rookie of the year. Mm. I think he is wow. a the rare college quarterback that could step on the field and make an instant impact for your team. I really worry about players that size playing this game, and people don't realize unless they're on the field and they see these guys up close just how big they are. And I know Bryce Young didn't take a lot of hits in college, but there's a big difference between the Mm. SEC and the NFL. The best guys in the SEC are all in the NFL on every defense 
every linebacker, every defensive lineman. And so while I think Young will be the better player early in his career and give you some instant buzz and juice, I'm worried that he's not going to have longevity as a player, Coley. Ooh, yeah. Well, and you know, we're starting to see that even with Russell Wilson, right? You know, I mean, he started off so well in his career, and, uh, you know, uh, now it's starting to kind of uh, fade Fall a little apart. bit. Fall um, apart, yep. And who knows if that's uh, scheme and – and, and system and, and whatnot, or if it is truly because of his size. But that being said, to your point, yeah, I've been on those sidelines. I've stood next to those 6'8", 6'7", 6'6", offensive tackles and Man. guards and centers. And, um, Some I, big dude. I'm the same size. I'm the same height as Bryce Young, so I can't imagine looking Playing over that offensive NFL? line myself. <laughs> with, with these monsters chasing after you, that sounds like a nightmare. Canty yeah. and Carlin, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. He's Coley Harvey. I, I do wonder, though, the Texans may be a little bit tempted, mm. you know, if they could get the right trade down package. You know, maybe they do like a Levis or an Anthony Richardson later on. Mm. Also, I think they have to consider the idea a quarterback probably isn't the number one overall player on the board. Do they think about just we don't have enough talent on our football team? Like, we just got to get the best player period in this draft. And that's not a bad place for us to start building this thing with D'Amico Ryan's, our new head coach. And he's a defensive guy, you know. So I, I think when I when I think about that, if it's not a quarterback, you're gonna try to build your foundation with a defensive player. Will Anderson is is one of those names that's right at the top of the list. Maybe even Jalen Carter. I don't think that Jalen Carter should go quite that high, but yeah. um but uh but Will Anderson is I again another player that I saw up close, saw him in practice in Tuscaloosa one week, and yep. oh my gosh, you talk about length, his his arms. Um you know, I don't know what his wingspan is. I, I don't you know, I should have probably looked that up before I came on here, but he he just really has great reach, and that's part of what the scouts and evaluators say about yeah. why he's so good off the edge, because he can just rip yeah. right around that tackle and right. uh just really disrupt the passing lane for the quarterback. I mean, I'll tell you the problem for the Texans. They they need Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, and Will Anderson, and the best receiver. I mean, they need yeah. just about everything. So that's why I wonder about the trade-down possibility for mm. them if they're coming to terms with the idea that the guy mm. they really want, and I do think they really want Bryce Young, if he isn't there. For a while, the speculation was you know, that Stroud was going to be the number one pick in the draft anyway. Up next, closing in on the NBA playoffs. Whose title windows are closing fast? This is ESPN Radio and the e- uh, oh, God, I'm doing this again. <laughs> it's all I, good. It's all it, good. It is a sea of mistakes for <laughs> hey, it's me. It's ESPN Radio, folks, just to let d- you d- know. D- yeah, live nationally on ESPN <laughs> Radio and the freaking ESPN app. Get it together, Goldhammer. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.